0: So as you hear, there's a little special announcement. Do we have any middle school, high school age people in here? One, two, three. Mar- they don't like to raise their hands too, too much. Yeah, there you go. There's, there's some more over there. Yeah, my daughter's somewhere over here. I don't know where she is. but um, So anyway, uh, the exciting news is that uh, we will be, instead of having an upstairs, um, class during service here. We, we value them being in here, gleaning things from the sermon, from uh, all that happens in this room, um, but we would love, we understand the importance of connection to, to them themselves <laughs> and, and connection uh, to things that are more specific to them. So, um, we've, as a leadership team, uh, kind of also directly appointed to me uh, <laughs> was saying like, Delia, I think you should totally do some, some youth stuff on maybe Sunday night or something like that. So um, next week at about at 5 o'clock, we're going to meet here, and uh, we are going to uh, have a good, good old time. Have a good old time. So um, if you are able to bring your kids there, that'd be awesome. It'll be th- with me. Uh, I hope to have a couple other people here as well with me. Um, to help lead them well. But I, but I wanted to give you guys kind of a little bit of uh, the thought behind it, my thought process behind it, and and I, and I want to give you an inside to my brain a little bit. Um, yeah, this is, it's, it's really messy in there. It's really messy in there. You got your mitt? You got your mitt out? Okay. It's really messy in there. Um, so My brain is very like a web and all those things. It, can't even, it catches everything but it doesn't let anything out. So. Um, the vision and the purpose of this is not like uh, your typical youth thing, and I really want to express that um, because that's why I'm very, re- I'm very, res- I was restrictive. I was like, no, I don't want to do youth things. I don't want to wear tight jeans. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to go and you know and act silly and you know and do all this stuff and have you know a fog machine and you know all those things. That's not what I value. I don't value that. So. Um, I wrote down here a little thing that I wanted you guys to know that, that the main vision for these students, for the youth, is uh, to cultivate biblical literacy, a kingdom of God mindset, a prayer for each other while having fun and developing connections that will tie them to the Jesus community when they are students in, around college time. That's so that's now, my that's my vision. <laughs> that's my vision, um, and and that's not my vision. It's actually God's vision. So, it's and I, and I value that part for those kids. So, um, I want to effectively do that. And so, um, try me and uh, me and Josh have been. I don't think I haven't seen Josh, but me and Josh have been really talking about this. And um, uh, there there are lots of things that I feel like. I mean just along with these banners, right connected to pur- or connected to Christ connected to others and connected to purpose and so i I have some things on here that uh, that I want I want them to grasp and glean as best as they can as best as they can because I know I know I have a twelve year old okay I try to say things sometimes they don't get in there, but I know <laughs> um, but anyway uh, there there are going to be some some Focused nights each each month or each day of the, or each week of the month, and um, I value them serving alongside each other and and being able to serve alongside me or others who who will be leading them as well. So we are going to have kind of like a, a random acts of kindness day. Okay, like literally we will come and we will we will serve either somebody in this community, somewhere around this this area, the school. Whatever that looks like. Because I want them to be able to serve and understand that they are not, life is not about them all the time. It's not about me every day. It's about also looking outside of ourselves just the way Jesus looked outside of ourselves. Um, I also want to try to have, and this one's going to be a little bit difficult. I don't, we'll see how it goes. But I want them to have a, a hard question night. Like what are some hard things that you feel like are, are happening or things that you, you're struggling with? Dinosaurs? <laughs> Whatever it is. Um, whatever it is, really. Uh, I mean, I, I struggle with those things. So um, heaven, hell, what does that look like? What, what, what does that look like in my school? So what, whatever those things are, I want to be able to have them to have ownership of really walking out their walk, their journey with Christ. Um, I also value them having extended worship time. I value them being able to be in a worship moment like we just had today. And I, man, I, I really wanted to be like, Arna, can you do like five more songs? Like, and not because I don't want to speak, but because everybody was so engaged in this room. Did you realize that? Like, everybody was so engaged in this room with Jesus that, that that's all that mattered right then. Really, that's all that mattered right. Then. And I want that for them. And I want them to be able to discern his spirit in those moments. What is the spirit of God? speaking to us in those moments? Is it the fact that he is our friend? What did you hear, what did, what did you guys hear? That's, what, that's really what, I, so I want them to be able to do that because I value that, um, I value that for them. So um, I also want to have a, a focus night and this is maybe a little bit more typical thing is uh, maybe some type of topical or even uh, I, want, I want people to, I want them to have anchors for their life, right? I want to have a, somebody share a testimony because that is one, some of the most powerful things. I actually was in the room with Izzy and Carly, and the most powerful thing when they were at a, a church camp was the testimony of a guy that, out of all seven days, was the testimony of a guy. That was the most that stuck with them. So I want that to also be shared as well. So those are all little things that, um, that have been kind of going on in my, my mind that, um, but also fun. <laughs> will also be fun and games and enjoyment of, of that time. So anyway, that was just a little bit of insight into what that looks like. Uh, I would also like to maybe have some of the parents um, there that I can actually talk to them. If they have any questions, concerns, you know, you never know, I might have them, you know, like going out and grabbing an animal or something. You know, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, Christina. We're not going to do that. <laughs> We're not going to do that. Um, but anyway, so that, that's, that's kind of the, the idea for that. So that's, that's again next. Uh, Sunday evening at 5 o'clock, we'll meet here, have a good old time, okay, and, and just to get to know each other as well, so, um, all right, so we are in the book of Colossians, um, so if you guys have your Bibles, pull them out, because I love the Bible, and I've got two of them up here, I almost brought a third one, but I would just get lost in, the, in the, all of that, so if you have your Bible, pull out, we're going to be in Colossians. Um, I was technically supposed to do Colossians 3 and 4, and then 1 Thessalonians 1, 2, and 3, but I just decided not to, and I'm just gonna do all Colossians 1 to 4. So, um, I wanted to um, ask you guys this question before I started. What, what is our life shaped by? What has shaped your life? Or what, what right now currently is shaping your life? Or even a better question, who? Maybe it's shaping your life. I want you guys to just kind of think about that a second. Is that, maybe is knowledge, the consumption of knowledge, is education consuming your life? Is that what's shaping your life? Um, is guidance from someone shaping your life? Uh, is yourself, are you trying to shape your life? I just want you guys to think about that a second. Um, and truly ask yourself, what, what does that mean? What is that, what's going on there with that? As I usually do when I when I'm speaking up here, because again my mind is like a just a can with a bunch of BBs and Legos in it. Um, I like to pray, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pray, and if you guys can pray with me, just uh, for just this word today. So yeah, Lord, thank you, thank you for today, thank you for this worship today, thank you for the fact that we get to express and sing to you and praise you. Um, But Lord, we also also want to be transformed by you. Holy Spirit, reveal your truth to us today. Show us what we need to see today. Show me what I need to say today. Um, Lord, show us what we need to hear. Um, Guide my words. Guide all of our words. Guide our hands as we're writing notes. Um, As as something pops off, Lord, you can have a rhema word in this moment, so help it to just jump off the page to us today. Um, So yeah, we thank you, Lord, in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, So, um, is anybody, again, so I know this is Family Sunday. I'm not great at gearing things to kids, even though somehow I'm, again, doing youth. But is anybody here uh, fascinated with science? Is Anybody here fascinated with science? No kids are fasting, okay. I was gonna say, nobody likes to explode things Jeremy does. I know, he loves to like, just dig things up. There you go, all right. Awesome. Um, All right, uh, to grab a little bit more people, does anybody here, um, a teacher? Teacher, no teachers here. Okay, great. Jamie, thank you, I know you're a teacher. All right, Um, there we go, couple teachers. Uh, Has anybody here been to school? (laughs) There we go, okay, great. Now we got it right hand, okay. Whew, She. I thought I was just talking to people. That, okay. All right. Um, so I would like, I would like actually for us as we as we dive into this this Scripture day in, in Colossians, I would like for you to take all that that information, that knowledge, and the facts, and the paradigms and the perceptions that we have all been influenced by, and kind of just put it over here to the side. Just put it to the side. <laughs> just put it to the side because. Um, all those things can kind of mess with our, our perspective on, on what, what what Paul is trying to talk about in Colossians here. So um, Paul's really trying to tell us in, in, this, in this scripture here that there's, there's a lot of things that are going to try to just mend into who Jesus is. There's a lot of facts and a lot of um, information a lot of things that that we can just throw into a pot and start mixing around and being like, hmm, I like this, I like this, I like that. And, and that, that's, that's not what he wants. He doesn't want that. And so Paul is really trying to help us, and, I, and these are the two words that I really am going to be focusing on a lot today, is, is the supremacy of Jesus and the sufficiency of who Jesus was. Those two things. How supreme he was. I, the word that come, I keep things supreme, and I think supreme bah. I don't even know what that is but i just think of that a lot would not they have a little tassel on their head or something like a red i don't know i was just that was just something i was thinking of but like how the fact that he is supreme over everything he is not equal to other things he is supreme over everything so i want i want to make sure we're going to be in a colossians 1 right now about five, verse 15 14 right around there i think they're going to have it up on the on the page but before i before i do that i want to say that that three quarters of the book of Colossians, there's four, there's four chapters, okay, and three chapters of them are focused on Jesus and who he is and the supremacy that he has. And so as, we were, as you guys have maybe you've already read this or maybe you're going to go back and read it, again, we're trying to read through the New Testament. would love for you guys to, to see that, that Paul's trying to tell us who Jesus is and what that means for us in, the, in this in this text here. Again, this is not written to us, but it's written for us. So uh, there's a purpose that he's writing this. He is in prison. Paul's in prison when he wrote this letter. And he wrote it for a particular moment and a particular point, but it is so transcendent because it actually affects us right now. It actually affects us right now. So um, Paul is wanting to clear up any misconceptions about who Jesus is. And I want and I wrote this down here. It says that. Um, hardly anyone who hears the story of Jesus, okay, his life, his teaching, his death, his resurrection, walks away like, eh, that's cool. Really, hardly anybody really says that. And I'm really true. Like, I've watched a lot of <laughs> apologetic things and um, a lot of videos on that stuff, and really, people are like puzzled, perplexed. It's not like, eh, all right, see ya. It actually it provokes something in people. And so, um, now, now there are some times that people are misinformed. Maybe there are people that are hurt. Maybe there are, um, they have a perceived view. Again, those are all those things I want you guys to kind of put over to the side right now. Is There's all these other things that kind of get added in that messes with our paradigm or what we're seeing here. So I want you to see, I want you to see him clearly today. I want you to see him very clearly today. And so, um, most people understand that he was... Uh, very remarkable. Even uh, Muslim people believe that he was very remarkable. He was an awesome person. But the thing is, is again, he's he's supreme, and he is sufficient over everything. And so, uh, what you what, and sometimes what we do is we see that he is truly important, but we also again make everything else kind of equally important. Um, Maybe it's wanting certain spiritual gifts that we kind of value same and high as Jesus. Maybe it's uh, angels, and that's what Paul's talking about. He's talking about angels and and this enlightenment that's equal to Jesus. Maybe it's Socrates. Maybe there's some good philosophy that you like about Socrates. Maybe there's something about Buddha that you really like. Again, he's he's trying to talk to these people because they were being influenced about all this melting pot of, of theology. And so he's wanting to tell everyone, and I'm wanting to tell all you guys. And I'm not saying that you're doing this, but I'd sometimes do that. Like, I'm trying, I try to let this word minister to me before I minister to you guys. And sometimes I put things equal to Jesus, and I don't want that. I do not want that. So in, in Colossians 1.15, uh, we're going to read that here, and I think he's got it up there. Um, it says... The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is above all things and, he is, and in him all things are held together. Did you guys hear that? Okay, I just want to make sure everybody heard that. Thank you, Arne, make sure. Because the thing is is that every single thing was created through him. And you know what it was created for? For him, right? It was created for him, every single thing. So the fact that everything was not created for Buddha, okay? Everything was not created for just good philosophy. It was, everything was created through Jesus, for Jesus, by Jesus, in Jesus, all those things. And I, again, I just, this cross right here, everything that we sung this morning, you get, we've already done it, but I want you to know even more, that even, it's even more than that. Every single thing, I even got, again, I like science, I like some little facts here. I'm going to tell you here, Saturn's rings are 500,000 miles in circumference, 500,000 miles but they're only an inch, or sorry, a foot thick. They're only a foot thick. How are they even up there? <laughs> like, how are they even staying right there like that? It's just, those things, think, I think about that. A single human chromosome contains 20 billion bits of information. See, Jesus created that. He holds that together. That's what it says right here, right? That he holds it together. The sun, If the sun were the size of a beach ball and you put it on top of the Empire State Building, okay, the closest star would be near Australia in relevance. Like it was like in relevance. Like that's that's amazing to me. And again, Jesus created and holds that together. Uh, The earth travels around the sun eight times the speed of a bullet from a gun. The earth travels around the sun eight times the speed of a bullet out of a gun that's just amazing there are more insects in 1 square mile of Jeremy's backyard okay <laughs> in a rural area he doesn't live in a rural area but the, then there are humans on the entire planet 1 square mile of insects more than i just Again, I just, I, I'm, again, blowing my mind. I'm trying to appeal to the young kids here. I'm, they're just kind of tuning me out. But it really ama- it amazes me. Those things amaze me. Um, I think I missed one. Oh, well, that's all right. So I'm saying all these things to, again, help you understand that, that Jesus has created and holds all these things. And, we, and it's just silly for us to think that anything else is higher than that. Anything, nothing else is higher than that. And so, as we continue on here, uh, in Colossians 18 to 19, that was, the, that was the supremacy, and this is the sufficiency part of it. 1.18 to 19 here, uh, the point that I want to say is that he, he is enough. He is sufficient. He is enough. Okay, so, we continue on. It says, he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. Okay. for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven by making peace through the, his blood that's exactly what Kelly was talking about that was exactly what Kelly was talking about he reconciles everything and it was enough it was enough it was done can everybody say done Okay, I didn't hear everybody. Can everybody say done? Thank you. There we go. I heard everybody that time. Okay. Now, it's not due. It's done. It's finished. It's complete. It's sufficient. If I do a job and I get done, and and I've worked for Arnick's dad, and I'm like, hey, I'm like, Mr. Bishop, is this good for you? Is that that sufficient for you? He's like, no. You need to go back and, and keep doing it. You need to finish it up. That's not done. But if, he, if I walk over and I say to him, is this sufficient? He's like, it is, it is beyond enough. Thank you so much. That is, that is Jesus. <laughs> that is what he has done. He has reconciled us, and it is done. And I'm saying that to you guys because, again, I, I sometimes forget that. I sometimes forget that he is, he is supreme, I also forget that he is sufficient because I start to put things on myself. Do any of you guys put anything on yourself? I just want you, I, again, I'm trying to, Trying to speak to you here a little bit. If any of you guys put anything on your stuff, I want you to say right now, it is done. It is done. Thank you. It is done. Yes. Thank you. All right. All right. So, uh, and, and we know how it's done is because 30, I'm, I, I literally counted in my Bible, I circled every time it says Christ in here in red. Okay. Every time it says Christ in here. It's over 30 times in four chapters. 30 times in four chapters it says Christ and I'm not even saying when it says, like, he. I didn't even, even circle those. Because in he, it was referencing Christ. So I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to say it was probably in there at least 80 times. At least 80 times. That Christ is referenced in all of the, these four chapters. And again, Paul is trying to help us know that he is supreme and it is Christ. Because it is not other things. It is not being enlightened. It is not, like having the secret information. It is not, oh, now I've been walking with Christ for 30 years, I have the secret information. You've only been walking with him for a year? I'm sorry, you don't. It's not that. And if you think it's that, I'm sorry, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. And so, um, in, in this, I, I want you to think about how our conversations happen. When, when we write, when we, when I uh, used to write letters I don't think anybody writes letters anymore. Is anybody? You, Peggy write letters. Yeah, Peggy writes letters. Okay, <laughs> I write letters. Or I used to. I don't anymore, really. But I would always be writing, and I would just be writing about. All okay, I would write to Kelly, and we'd write about things, and we'd write letters to each other, and and it's like our, when our conversation is surrounded around something, we just keep throwing it in there, right? It's just in there. I love you so much. <laughs> so great to see you next week. We we live three hours away when we were engaged and dating. And so that was like, hey. (laughs) It's awesome. Can't wait to read it. But that's the thing here, is that Paul, he's trying to help you know what is so important by repeating it over and over and over in all of this. He's saying that Christ is so powerfully in work in me. And, And he's also saying to Christ's afflictions, like for the sake of his body, which is the church. He's just talking about Christ over and over. We are circumcised by Christ. We are found in Christ. All the, I mean, literally, it's four chapters of just saying, you're reconciled by Christ. It's, it's, you have died with Christ. And so I'm saying all these things because sometimes it's a mystery. We think it's a mystery that needs to be revealed to us. That maybe somehow, if we kneel down here and pray enough, maybe if we sing loud enough, that maybe that mystery will be revealed to us. But that's not not true again. That's not true. And it's right here in, uh, let's see, I think it's Colossians 1, 26, uh, 29. It says here that the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations. He's he's literally just, he's talking about this mystery. Because it was hidden. It was hidden from everyone. They didn't know what, what, what was going on. It says, this mystery that was hidden uh, for ages and generations, but now is disclosed to the Lord's people. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles this glorious riches of this mystery. The glorious mystery, or riches of his mystery right here. Which is Christ in you. Christ is in you. That's the mystery. All right. Thanks, guys. I'm out. I'm out. Deuces. It actually says the same thing in Ephesians. These are actually kind of like parallel, parallel books. It even says that the mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. In you is glory. In you is the hope of that glory. Yes. I don't even know you with the white scarf. Yeah, you. Yeah. He is in you. Glory is in you. Tony, there's glory in you, man. And th- that, is, that is it. That is revealed right there, the mystery. I, I think sometimes we kind of forget that. Again, I, I'm speaking for myself. I have forgotten that, that that is inside of me, and it is. It, it, he's talking about it has changed your life. He has cha- you've taken off this old self that you were, And you've put on this new self because of what has happened on inside of you. It is, uh, I'm trying, I'm actually probably just skipping ahead, but it is literally the internal reality that is real. It is every single day is the internal reality. Sometimes we get that a little flipped around. Sometimes we try to make this external reality affect our internal reality. Again, I I try to do that. I've messed up many a times. (laughs) Many a times. I've tried to externally do something because somebody else has told me. Again, we're talking about what has shaped our lives. What has externally been trying to shape our lives rather than what is in you that is shaping our lives? It is Christ. Christ is in us that shapes our lives. Thank you, Rose. Appreciate you listening. It's awesome. I love it. So as we continue on, uh, this mystery that's revealed, again, it helps us how, how we relate to everyone. And Lawrence, he was, he was up there. He was actually Friday. We were, we were talking, and, and I was telling him that I was going to be praying. I prayed uh, on Friday over Colossians 3, and, uh, and he was like, hey, I, w- I want to do that too. And so he actually did the Ephesians side of it because they're really parallel. And he, he mentioned, and I, and I had to say that, that this is – all of this, Christ in you, how it internally internally transforms us is all to affect how we relate to everyone else. It is literally how we, how we relate to everyone else. Again, it's connected to others right there. When we're connected to Christ, when we are internally connected to Christ by his word, by his spirit, all those things, immediately, okay, it is then relating to how we affect others, how we relate to others. How we love others. I'm I'm just trying to overview all of this because there's so much. I I I just I've been reading this for like four weeks straight, just the same four chapters over and over and over again. And it's it's amazing how when we relate, when we have it in us, when we relate to others, we will then have compassion, we will have kindness, we will have humility. My family life will be different because I'm not the best husband sometimes. I'm really not. I, I have some. I have some videos, 15 minute videos that you, I don't want to share. Right? I'm serious, and I'm sure some of us, some of you guys do. Maybe not all of us, but I do. And sometimes I'm not the best father, because at the end of this, it talks about wives submit to your, yourselves to your husbands. Husbands love your wives, but why? Why is it at the end? And this is again what Lawrence said. This Lawrence, you you can just come down here and speak. That'd be awesome. Okay. Lawrence said this that. This is the culmination of the last three chapters. This is the culmination of when you recognize the supremacy of Christ, when you recognize the sufficiency of Christ, when you recognize the mystery that he is in you, you then have that eternal transformation that you're able to now relate to the people that are closest to you. You're now then to be able to relate to your wife and understand that you will... Sacrificially give up everything for them. You will not exacerbate your child because you just, everything is not enough. Because that's what I do sometimes when I don't realize that He's supreme and He is ruler and head of my life. Because when I I am understanding that He is ruler and head of my life, it is so much easier for my child to listen to me because she's like, He's being ruled by Christ. It is so much easier when your wife is not nagging you, <laughs> but she is ruling her life with Christ, that it, I, I, will, I will sacrificially do everything. Everything. Yeah, I, I, I think about this. If I were to, um, if I, when I was a kid, I used to have to mow the lawn. And if I did it because I was just trying to always get my dad's approval, I would just be so, I'd be like, this, this is never enough. I feel so terrible. All the time trying to mow this lawn, but instead, if I he was if he was and he did, if he was like, thank you, son, thank you for seeing that, thank you for going out and doing that. That's so much different motivation. There's so much different motivation in that, as compared to, hey, you, you missed a spot over there, and uh, you, you know you're, you're not doing good enough, right? If it was, I love you. <laughs> I understand. That I will be out there mowing the snot out of that lawn. (laughs) Right? It's completely different motivation. And I'm again, I'm trying to help us to reflect on ourselves. What is shaping our lives? Is it just me doing? Is it just me trying to prepare for a sermon? Is that why I'm reading this scripture? Because I'm preparing for a sermon? Is it the fact that I want to be well known? What, What is it? Like, think about it. I'm, I'm, I, don't just, I don't like coming up here to speak to everybody. I, just, I keep doing it because I want to and I feel like I have things to say and Andy believes in it and Arnick and Jeremy. But I really—I want, I want us to try to reflect on what, what this is saying to us, what this entire, entire chapter of, of everything is saying. So I want you guys to know that the power is in you. The source, the power, the life, the breath is all inside of you. I'm I'm pulling all this from, like, other chapters, from, like, John 15, right? He is in you, and I am in him, and and he is in all that. That is in you. And let's not forget it. Let's not forget any of that. Because you cannot do, you can't do anything on your own power. Really, you can't do anything on your own power. But when Christ is in you, you can. And so, as we continue on, I, mean, I, I just, I, that was, I didn't even write any of that down. I don't even know what I'm speaking about right now. But um, I just, I'm saying that because sometimes we think that, well, I'm a sinner and I'm saved by grace, right? Like, woe is me. I'm a sinner saved by grace. I hope that I can do anything. But the thing is, is that there is, there is power in you. There is power in you to make a difference, to change. To transform. Again, I, w- I want to go over here to, to chapter 3. The beginning of chapter 3, verse 1. Beginning of chapter 3, verse 1. There's all kinds of things I'm skipping, but I, I just, I just want to go over here. Because it says, since then you have been raised with Christ. Again, that is us understanding who we are in Christ. Since then you have been, because re- all of this that we've been talking about, the supremacy, what is done, what is finished, All those things, what is in you, it's in you right now. Now, since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Again, I'm I'm telling you this because I I could be coming up here thinking about how I've got to prepare this sermon. And I want to articulate it to you instead of trying to set my heart and my mind on things above. Because it is, it is not easy. It's not easy to do that. There's so many external things that are happening around us. There's soccer games. There's cross-country meets. There's uh, pickleball that I play. <laughs> there's going to a meeting. There's working. There's uh, mowing lawn. There's helping somebody do something. There's all these things that we're try- that's pulling on us, pulling in every which direction. And if we don't have our minds set on things above, we're just going to be set on earthly things because that's what's, that's what's getting pulled our direction right now. I say that because it is something that me and Kelly, when we first got married, our, our scripture, and I, I got it up there I think as well, was 2nd Corinthians, um, well, yeah, 2nd Corinthians 4, and it's uh 16. And so it says. <coughs> Therefore, we do not lose heart, though we are outwardly wasting away. Sorry, we are. Me and Kelly, we're going to be wasting away. We're going to be old at some point. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to be old at some point. But here's what it says right here. Yet inwardly, yet inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes on what is not seen. Or we not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Again, setting our minds on that. I know it's, again, it's hard. I understand, guys, it is hard. Can anybody raise their hand and say that's hard? I just, I, I know it's hard. But we have to intentionally do it every single day. It's continual every single day. Christ is supreme today. He is the beginning and the end tomorrow. Every single day, he is supreme. Every single day, we need to set our minds on that. Again, all of this is so that, I love that phrase, so that you know how to interact with your husband and wife. You know how to be a father. You know how to be, as it says, a slave, a servant, an earthly master. I know how to be a boss. I know how to be an employee because what I'm doing is for the Lord because he is supreme in my life. Everything else around me that is wasting away, it, pairs, it pales in comparison. pales in comparison. It far outweighs the eternal glory that he has, again, that is in us. Because we are seated with him. We are co-heirs with him. I don't know if you guys know yet. If, you're, if you can, not just write those things down. You are a co-heir. Find out where that says that. Find out where it says that because that is truth. Again, don't let those other things that people are maybe speaking to you or trying to mend into you that you're not enough. Actually, in order to be a co-heir, you actually need to pray more. You actually need to do this more. You actually need to do this holy day. Again, that's what Paul is talking about in all of this. And so as I as I wrap up, Arna, you can go ahead and go ahead and come up here, man. Um, I wanted to kind of go back a little bit. Uh, this is uh, Colossians. Or no, sorry, it's forward. So uh, 312. 312. Again, this is therefore. Why is it therefore? because of all the things that we've been talking about, all the things that that he's been saying. As chosen people, holy and dearly loved, the external things will start to happen. The external things like clothing yourself with compassion and kindness and humility and patience and gentleness. And you're then able to forgive. You're then able to Love, it says over all these virtues, love, which binds all of them together. And then, out of all those things, peace, then is all over you. Let the message of Christ dwell among you because Christ is the message. Nothing else, nothing more, nothing less. When we say Jesus is the way, everything else is a conversation. That's what we're talking about. Jesus, Christ, is the way, He is sufficient for everything and so as we continue on it says that let him dwell richly among you as you teach and admonish uh, one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit singing to God with gratitude in your heart and whatever you do whether in in word or deed do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ do it all do it all whether you go to school Whether you are working in a really hot place on machines, Fred, okay, do it all for him. Because when he is shaping all those things, it will just affect everything else around you. So I want to leave you guys with this last little closing thing here. Um, What Again, what have we added to Christ? I I want you to think about what have we added to Christ? Because he is the center. He is the core. He is the dominant thing that everything should come back around to. Even if you do go out a little bit talking about whatever it is, it should always fall back on him. It's because of him. Again, we're not getting caught up in angels and and all this other stuff and spiritual gifts and all those things. It's because of him. He is the center. He is the core. And then also, what what have you been trying to do on your own power? Have you been trying to love your wife on your own power? Have you been trying to parent your kids on your own power because of your wisdom that you have? Because Christ is the one that will affect all those things. When he is the head of you, everything else will fall into place. Seek his kingdom first. And then all these things will be added to you. That is one of my favorite ones. Seek his kingdom first. Everything else will get taken care of. Everything else. That, that's, all, that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: Jesus said the sin to of it all. Jesus said the sin to it all. to Will always be, it's always been you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus.
2: So church on Sunday, taught it yesterday. It's the icing on the cake, it's not the cake. That's the idea. You have this walk with God all week long, and then Sunday we come and celebrate but there are things that we bring on a Sunday that are heavy and it's our opportunity to share that with somebody come in this place busted up and broken and struggling, reaching bumping into things and having a friend not just Jesus but even his body here Sunday recalibrates us we veer off We trust ourselves. Our feelings get bigger than our knowledge of Christ. We do have an enemy of our soul. It's not just us. There's an enemy that tries to push us along and steer us and just redirect us a little bit here and there. When you're driving a ship and you're in big open water, Half a degree makes a difference. Half a degree at 20 knots three days later. You meant to be in Spain and you're off the coast of Africa. Half a degree. When we're off base a little bit, just half a degree for a long, long time. We find ourselves in places we weren't planning to be. We don't even know how we got there. I'm telling you how we got there. We were just half a degree off for a long, long time. And that's what Sunday does for us. That's the gift of Sunday. is coming together. This is how I say it. I don't know if it would be true for you, but this is how I say it. We're singing a song. And I will literally say this sometimes. Oh, right, right. Oh, right. Oh, right, right. I forgot. I forgot that. What did I forget? Delhi helped us to remember. We forgot the supremacy of who he is. And we forgot the sufficiency that it is done. I'm not re-preaching this, but I am going to read a verse. A verse that I picked up when I was a much younger man. Colossians 3. Since you've been raised with Christ. Raised. That's supremacy. Raised. Set your hearts on things above. Raised where Christ is seated seated means done seated means sufficient it's over we're above and seated the right hand of God therefore set your mind on things above not on the earthly things for this is the verse that got me because you're dead and your life I love when the Bible does that you're dead and your life is hidden, hidden with Christ in God. So my next step encouragement for you this week, when we're in spaces and we forget that we can just simply say, Lord, you are supreme. You are sufficient. And not just that, but I'm actually seated with you. Above all those other things. So you can do a quick, please forgive me for steering off course and thinking I can figure it out. But once again, center me in who you are. This all rises and falls on belief. Salvation comes from faith belief. But living for him comes in belief in what Delhi preached to us today. Living for him, that continual living for him. So that thing that's bringing you down this week, hear what I'm saying to you. That thing that's going to bring you down this week, he's above it, you're above it. You're not above it because of you, and I'm not above it because of me, but we're above it because of him. And we can hand it to him, and if you need something in that moment, Jesus at the center of it all sing it in your car sing it in the hallways of your home sing it when you're trying to go to sleep and can't sing it when you're thinking about that heavy thing always been and you always will be Jesus and my words confess your supremacy and my words confess your sufficiency Amen. Lord Jesus, guide us in those paths this week. Thank you for the truth of your word that transcends time, that is powerful for us. And our song may be different words, but it's going to be a song that lifts you up and helps us remember that we are seated with you. We are seated with you above these things. It's your sufficiency. In me, there's no good thing, it's your sufficiency. It's your supremacy. We thank you for that today, and we celebrate that today, and it fills our heart today. So I bless this community of faith with strength, the strength of your supremacy and the strength of your sufficiency with grace and peace. Everyone say amen. Let it be so. Blessings to you.
1: Have a great week.